Hi guys, welcome to our podcast. I'm Kieran Maney. I'm Cameron Miller. And I'm Mom Sarsic. And we're all in dance and U.S. popular culture together. And out of all the different urban movements, we decided to go with Crump. So to get started, uh, we're just going to kind of interview each other on what we found uh, in our research about Crump. Um, So to get started, uh, what's the family tree of the forum and who were the originators, the OGs? (laughs) Okay, so I would say that going back in time, Africa and African-American culture definitely um, inspired the movement. Tommy the Clown also is a good inspiration for crumping. He definitely made a lot of appearances in shows during crumping. Um, Although it originated in the black communities, there are Hispanic, white, and Asian groups that are very well known for crumping. And there's like um, a group called the Rice Track Family and they're a Filipino group that actually crumps. Um, Crumping emerged from L.A., so that's like South Central and Compton, and it was also known for clowning, and that name pretty much came up like in the 1900s, so that's like 1992. Um, Crumping is a challenging alternative to gang violence and, you know, all of that stuff that's going on in Compton, especially because it was a really bad time, still is today, and yeah, it was just a positive thing for the community and for young people that's awesome so it's still really new yes all right so going on so uh who learned who learned next and developed the form and then basically what are the generations of practitioners so I think right now and as I looked it up the younger generation is definitely a popular generation for popping um you mostly see males it was pretty much a male dominated thing but now coming into this new century women are starting to also practice it too um, it's been seen in a lot of music videos like Missy Elliott's I'm Really Hot and the Black Eyed Peas. Those are like back then. And then it was also pretty much popularized in the film Rise. And that gave it a really good, um, you know, big point to start. The intro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so geographically, not just, you know, we know it started in South Compton, L.A. Uh, where did the form of Crump emerge from? So, yeah, like I said, it was L.A., but I think it incorporates the legacy of African dance, and that pretty much comes from, there is a dance that I'll be probably talking about later, but it's called Juba, and it's a dance that incorporates a lot of stomping, clapping, and stuff like that, and I think it came from that African dance to crumping, and crumping kind of made it a more grounded dance and harder and a lot more aggression, so the basic techniques and moves definitely came from African dance, but then it came to America, and now it's all around. So, uh, as far as, like, form goes, when when did it emerge, and then going, like, locally, nationally, and internationally, like, what was going on at the time with those? So, like I said, Juba dance definitely inspired it, and that's a West African dance that includes stomping, patting, slapping up the arms, legs, and chest, and it was a plantation dance, so that is obviously what slaves would do to communicate with each other or to take their minds off of the hard work that they had to do. Um, In the black community, especially Compton, there's a lot of violence and drug abuse, so dance was a form for children to, you know, get out of gang-related areas and go and just try and take out that aggression and do it in a positive way and like get rid of those other negative distractions so I think that 
internationally and locally and all that stuff, there was a lot of gang violence and a lot of stuff that still happens today. And that was a really good outlet for people to go to and dance and take out that aggression. And that's why the dance is pretty aggressive. Right. So would you say that's why, or that's the urban environment that helped shape the form in the 1990s? Yes, definitely. Um, The environment was rough, so they pretty much made do with what they had. And now it's an expression, a celebration of life in response to violent surroundings. Um, Clowning, which is another word for crumping dance, it's a a very positive thing because it keeps kids off the street. And crumping involves primary moves like jab, arm swing, chest pumps, and the stomp. So people may think that it's a really, like, scary dance, but it's just a way of people expressing how they were in their environment. Right. Okay, so moving on about the dance and music relationship, Cameron, what's the urban movement practice? And describe it, you know, in greatest detail as you can. All right, so basically, at first when I looked this up, I didn't really have like a good idea of what it was. So I looked up a definition. It said the uh, urban movement is a social movement through which citizens attempt to achieve some control over their urban environment. And I feel like well, like there's more to it, but I feel like urban environment has to do with like where they live and like where they do all their, you know, like their, their urban movements and where they practice that. But then going on with that, it says the urban environment comprises the built environment, the social fabric of the city, and the local political process. An alternate current term is urban social movements. So I feel like that definition in mind, an urban movement practice could best be described as a way for people to go about practicing new ways of expression or movement through dance in hopes that when like when the time comes to like use these movements or like means of expression, they like have a better chance than like other urban movement people like who practice their stuff as well. So like it's definitely definitely a way for them to like I don't know, like maybe gain more ground and like show off what they have to do. So Right. It's all about expression. That's awesome. Okay, what is the dance's relationship to music and sound? So Dance is, I feel like dance is influenced by music and sound. So like to put it in like terms of like a toy car and a remote, like the music and sound is the remote controller and the dance is the car. So like the controller controls the car just like the music, sound controls the dances. So like without music and sound, I mean like you can still dance, but like it's definitely a lot harder to do it. So like I feel like when you have like faster paced music like that, your dancing's definitely gonna pick up and keep going faster. I really like that metaphor. (laughs) Um. So, what do you hear when you listen to crump music? Like, what what would you say that sound entails? So, I mean, this was actually my, my first time listening to crump music, so I really had no idea what to expect when I, when I first listened to it. But I listened to uh, Super Brook Crump, and then I also listened to Throw It Up. And both of them definitely had some, some like heavy bass lines in it as well, specifically for Super Brook Crump. It had a lot of percussion with like varying different sounds. Um, the music also just had a good tempo in general, like definitely something you could dance to. Be a lot faster though, but like definitely good tempo. Um, I mean, there's some parts where it slows down. I feel like it's more of just like a like a kind of like a little intermission, for, like dancers like when they're going about their like these different songs. But I mean, there's also elements of, like digitally produced sounds thrown in the track as well. Like you can definitely hear like different random noises that like I've never heard like an instrument make so I thought that was pretty interesting as well mm-hmm. and then for throw it up I mean it definitely starts out like a solid beat and then the bass line goes in and there's there's a lot more vocals in this one than there were in super brook crump but 
they're pretty minimal and I feel like they're more just like a filler for like background noise since they don't have as much like different like extra sounds as Super Rough Crump. Um, towards the middle of the song there's a, like a slowed down part, kind of similar to the other one but not as, not as long as the other one. And then more at the end we hear some instrumentals like violence in the background as a build up. And then there's also just digitally produced ones as well, like in there as well. But definitely a lot more instrumental in the last Throw It Up song. Why don't we play a little bit from Throw It Up? Good idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> The vocals right there, definitely a little filler, but you can hear the bass and all that good stuff. But yeah, definitely a pretty, pretty cool song. Wow, I can definitely see how the expression would play out in this beat. So, skipping to the middle here. Towards the end, we'll hear that violence build up. All right. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> that was really good how you broke that down and you were able to get those different concepts of the music. Um, moving forward, how does the body move in congruence <clears throat> or response to the sound and what makes the music danceable and what makes the music musical? <laughs> Alright, so uh, basically kind of like what I said earlier, like dance is definitely influenced by like beats and like sounds within tracks and different songs. So like when we dance to our music, I feel like your body's gonna get some beauty by the beat and like the various sounds you hear. I mean the vocals definitely have an influence as far as like pace goes and like how fast or slow we dance. I mean ultimately I feel as if the beat is the overall deciding factor though. Um, I mean like if a song's slow, we're obviously not gonna go like crazy and dance fast and like vice versa if it's just like a fast song, you know. Like we're not gonna go slow and just right. like slow dance with people. Exactly. So, like, yeah. <laughs> Alright. Alright, so uh, moving on to social social dance and, ident and identifying constructs. What was the role of identity and identify well, identity politics in shaping the form? So there's a lot of roles of identity, including gender, age, cultural, ethnic groups, lifestyle, sexualities, and your ability to perform this kind of kind of style. So I'm gonna touch on all of those. <laughs> um, Gender-wise, girls and guys can participate in crumping, and while the original creators were all men, a perfect example is in the Bring It On scene that we attached uh, above. We provided. Uh, so, the main character, Brittany, steps in on a crump battle and stands her ground. Um, at first she kind of didn't know, you know, what it was, but as soon as she got going, it really, like, all crump is pretty improv, so she kind of just picked it up. And it's also seen in, like, videos of Missy Elliott, Black Eyed Peas, and even Madonna. And now it's even common to see girls participate in the World Crump Championship, competing against guys and winning. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Age-wise, it's similar to gender. Anyone can crump. Um, in fact, there are kids who participate in the World Crump Championship. Uh, however, the creators of crumping saw this dance as a way for them to escape gang life and release anger, aggression positively in a nonviolent way. So I personally think it's not likely to see very young children crumping as an actual expression. They're still seen crumping, but it's probably, you know, they haven't really gone through life long enough 
most of the time to experience true pain and struggle. Exactly. Um, so cultural and ethnic groups, um, I think we've already touched on this, crumping originated in the African-American community. And while most of its standards are still black, there's also Hispanics, whites, and Asians. It's a fairly new dance style and it became popular really quick. So, uh, and again, the lifestyle, many people use this dance as an outlet because it's comforting, they feel safe. Uh, it's for people who grew up in a violent neighborhood and it was especially prominent when the, first, uh, when the dance was first uh, rising to popular culture. So rather than joining gangs, uh, kids would join a dance group and crumping is still pretty aggressive and violent. It has those aspects to it, but it's like fighting's the last thing on their minds. It's all positive. Um, sexuality, after doing some research on this, it's really hard to find crumping in the queer community, but I would like to say once again, anyone can crump and you shouldn't be turned away in the dance community. And so the four primary moves in crump, jabs, arm swings, chest pops, and stomps, it's rarely choreographed. Uh, but with this in mind, it's safe to say that you have to be able to move fast, aggressively, with no hesitation. And CBS News even compared this intensity um, to what rockers experience in a mosh pit. So you have to be pretty mentally and physically prepared to immerse yourself into that. So you have to be pretty able-bodied. Um, and also, so I provided this in our script, the intersectional, intersectionality map. <laughs> I can't say that word. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so just all of the urban movements, I would say crumping is under kind of an umbrella of hip hop. It happens to be one of the, be, uh, the more recent ur- urban movements, mm-hmm. um, in this category. So breaking is also a crucial part, not that it shares any similar aspects, but it was seen before the development of crumping, so it had to obviously influence it in some way. Exactly. Okay, so subculture in the mainstream. So what brought the dance form to mainstream? Um, I think we've already touched on this. Dave Chappelle, 2005 documentary, Rise, brought crumping to, to the mainstream. And... Rise was a vibrantly shot, high-octane documentary, and it takes viewers into the vulnerable and unpredictable lives of these inner-city youth who use dance, um, crump, to see their hopes alive and their heads above the water. And Dave LaChapelle is known for his slick videos. Like, he's worked with Jennifer Lopez, Christina Aguilera, and his work screened at Sundance and largely focused on the character Tommy the Clown, who was the creator of Conning, which brought about Crumping. Awesome, awesome. So uh, during this print, well, during this process of transmission, what do you think was lost? What about gained? Who do you think lost what was lost? And who gained what was gained? And then who do you think were the rule makers and then the rule breakers were everything? Um, I think what was lost in the process of transmission was the feeling of comfort and safety when dancing crump because as it became more popular it gained a lot more viewers and a lot of followers from a variety of communities which is great because they may have never felt what it was like to be in a violent neighborhood but they what comes in with cultural appreciation is the people who are now participating they're aware of what this dance meant to the people of its origin when it first arose so they can be aware that um, they would perform this dance as an outlet for positivity in a community of negative aspects. 
So I don't think crump is something that has set rules because after all, crump is mainly freestyle and improv and it rarely is ever choreographed unless it's being worked into another dance. So I don't think really yet since it is new, there's no rule makers, no rule breakers. It's kind of just you feel what you feel and you express that in crump. Exactly. I totally agree. Um, How has the dance evolved over time? So, um, it was first seen in the 1990s as a branch off from clowning, um, and it was the prime time for expression through the dance and offsetting the violence through creating these dance groups and having these dance battles. Um, And it really wasn't until the 2005 documentary Rise that helped Crump gain uh, as many followers as it has now, and it just keeps growing because, again, it's so new that, you know, as any dance, it could be around for the next five years, the next 10 years, you never know. But hopefully, as most of the urban movements have stayed around, this sticks around too. Um, I just wanted to add something. I think that going off of the different cultures that have tried crumping or used crumping in their styles of hip-hop, I feel like you get a different feel from different um, groups. I think that minorities because they've actually and not just african-american black and brown communities i feel like they have embodied the struggle because they've actually went through it so i feel like you get a different feel from minorities than other cultural groups um so you will definitely see a different cultural exchange like that and you'll see that in their movement because they actually have that history and it the bloodline goes through the dance so right so, I have a question. Does anyone think that crump could be culturally appropriated in any way? Or, like... Um, I feel like that kind of goes back to what I was just saying. I feel like it can and cannot. I feel like it has to, like... I don't know. I feel like dance is inclusive, so I feel like it really shouldn't be looked as that. But I feel yeah. like because it has come from the black community, I feel like the black community should be able... Like, they should obviously have that standing position in the dance because that's where they come from. That's how they use to express themselves. So it's kind of weird seeing other cultures take that. Like, it's kind of you looking at that like, um, you didn't go through that. Or that's not, like, that didn't manifest in your community. It's kind of like in our community. So in a way, I feel like it can. But in a way, I feel like it can't because I feel like everyone goes through struggles. Everyone can show that aggression yeah. through anything. It doesn't matter who you are. Your struggles so, don't yeah. have to be tied to, uh, the, to like a certain exactly. thing. Exactly. So do we think it's just more appreciation over appropriation then? Because I feel like, if anything, people are definitely using it as like an outlet too like with the inner city kids in this right. world. I think it's definitely culturally, culturally appreciated mm-hmm. in every aspect because we're seeing it a lot now. It's continuously growing. Um... If anyone hasn't seen the World Crump Championships, I watched it for the first time last night, and it was pretty cool. (laughs) Um, You see a ton of people from literally, like, a ton of different backgrounds and age groups. Like, this one little girl was just killing it. But anyways, like, either way, your struggles are your struggles, and you're still expressing yourself, and this this dance isn't choreographed, so... It's just a matter of it's growing in the community, and this crump urban movement is also rising to the top. So, exactly.
exactly and I feel like it's appreciation also if you take the time to understand where that dance background has come from I feel like it's a different thing if you just look at it and be like oh that's cool let me take it but like understanding where it came from why it happened to be like where it is now stuff like that I think that's appreciation so that we know exactly where it came from and why people do it all right, this was great. I really enjoyed uh, researching Crump because I personally have never danced Crump, never really looked into it before. So let me know what you guys think. And yeah, so nice everyone have a great day <laughs> yes. and watch the World Crump Championships because it's awesome. Exactly. So.